Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. Two opposing groups were gathered. The first group were tax collectors and sinners. The tax collectors of the Roman Empire of the time were considered as a class of their own. They were detested by all. Their harshness, greed, corruption and deception was well known amongst the people. According to the religious, the sinners were those that were devoted to sin and they were obviously sinners evidenced by their behaviour and vices. The second group were scribes and Pharisees. The scribes were writers who interpreted or taught the law. The Pharisees were an exclusive Jewish sect that prided themselves on their apparent outward observances of the law and their religious rituals. In amongst them all is Jesus. As the tax collectors and sinners drew near to him, the scribes and the Pharisees complained. The fact that he receives them, and worse still, he eats with them, was abhorrent to them. Jesus' behaviour and their eyes crossed their exclusive rituals and self-imposed cultural boundaries. Jesus begins to tell three stories, a trilogy that reveals the heart of God. Number one. The heart of God revealed in the Son. Luke chapter 15, verse 3 to 7. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbours, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine just persons who need no repentance. What extravagant love from the shepherd. His heart broken for the one that is lost, helpless and all alone. The shepherd is relentless in his pursuit of the one. He was willing to go to the ends of the earth to find them, pick them up and carry them home. What an amazing picture of the heart of God. His heart for those that are lost. Even those who call themselves his can be lost. Many years earlier, the word of the Lord came to the shepherds of ancient Israel. Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 4 to 6. The weak you have not strengthened, nor have you healed those who were sick, nor bound up the broken, 
nor brought back what was driven away, nor sought what was lost, but with force and cruelty you have ruled them. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd, and they became food for all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. My sheep wandered through all the mountains and on every high hill. Yes, my flock was scattered over the whole face of the earth, and no one was seeking or searching for them. And let us go down to verses 11 to 16 and hear the heart of God. For thus says the Lord God, Indeed, I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock on the day he is among his scattered sheep, so will I seek out my sheep and deliver them from all the places where they were scattered on a cloudy and dark day. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries, and will bring them to their own land. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, in the valleys and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them in good pasture, and their fold shall be on the high mountains of Israel. There they shall lie down in a good fold and feed in rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I will feed my flock, and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek what was lost and bring back what was driven away, bind up the broken and strengthen what was sick, but I will destroy the fat and the strong and feed them in judgment. God himself, the Son, came from heaven to earth to save that which was lost. Jesus, the Son of God, is the Good Shepherd who gave up everything for the One. Everything for the One who is lost. To raise them up, heal their brokenness and pain, strengthen them and carry them home for all eternity. This is the heart of God revealed in the Son. An extravagant, relentless, unending love for the One. Story number two. The heart of God revealed in the work of the Holy Spirit. Luke chapter 15, verse 8 to 10. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp, sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls her friends and neighbours together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I lost. Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. The woman is at work. She lights a lamp, sweeps the house and searches carefully and patiently until the lost coin is found a silver coin of great worth. This is like the work of the Holy Spirit who brings to light the hidden things and searches all things, 
revealing Jesus to a lost and dying world. This is the heart of God revealed in the work of the Holy Spirit, an extravagant, relentless, unending love for the One. Story number three. The heart of God revealed in the Father. Luke chapter 15, verse 12 to 32. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. And not many days after, the youngest son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in that land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion, and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring out the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and sandals on his feet. And bring the fatted calf here and kill it, and let us eat and be merry, for this is my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Now his eldest son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. But he was angry and would not go in. Therefore his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I have been serving you. I never transgressed your commandment at any time, and yet you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this son of yours came, who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed the fatted calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad, for your brother was dead and is alive again, and was lost and is found. The 
The story ends there. The younger son came to the father and demanded his inheritance, while the father was still alive. And in the cultural context of the time, this is the ultimate rejection and insult towards the father. The father's heart must have been broken. Yet he neither scolded the son or withheld anything from him. In fact, he gave everything of himself and divided his livelihood amongst both sons. He gave them both their inheritance. Oh, such love. Everything he had, he gave to them. Sadly, neither son had the father's heart. One physically left him to go away as far as he could and become immersed in an identity of the world, an identity that was not of his father. The other physically stayed with him, but was so emotionally disconnected from him. He could not see how much the father loved him. He had rejected the father's love and having his identity in him. Both sons disconnected themselves from the father and having their identity in him. Yet the father still loved them. Having done everything for them and given everything to them, he waits in hope of their return. The father sees the younger son even when he was far away and runs to greet him. He lavishes his unconditional love upon him. Immediately the father calls his servants and honours his son with his best robe, a ring and sandals. A robe was usually worn by kings and priests. A beautiful honour. A ring was used as a family seal and sandals were worn by those who were free from the slavery of poverty. The father affirmed his son. A robe for dignity, a ring for status, and sandals for honour, all given freely by the father. He declares to his servants, And bring the fatted calf here and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. They were all rejoicing. In the father's eyes he was always his son. Yet in the younger son's eyes he was not worthy to be his son. He thought the love of his father was conditional and lost by the shame that he had brought on his family. The older brother felt the shame. As he was coming close to the house, he heard the music and dancing. He called for a servant and not his father. The servant explained, Your brother has come, and because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. The ever-loving father comes out to him and pleads with him to be part of the celebration. The older brother responds, 
Lo, these many years I have been serving you. I have never transgressed your commandment at any time. And yet you never gave me a young goat, that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this son of yours came, who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed the fatted calf for him. Remember at the beginning of the story, the father gave both sons their inheritance. He gave everything of himself to them. And as the older son, he would have actually got two-thirds and the younger son would have got a third, as was the custom. Yet the older son disassociated himself from the father. In doing so, he tried to associate the father with the younger son's wild living and behaviour, declaring shame on his father. Just as the Pharisees accused Jesus of becoming unclean by eating with the tax collectors and sinners, Yet the father responds in love to reveal his heart to the older son. Son, you are always with me, and all that I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad, for your brother was dead and is alive again, and was lost and is found. The father reminds him that he is his son, and his younger son is his brother. If only he would choose to be identified with his father. Yet the story ends without knowing whether the elder brother chooses to enter in. It is unresolved because it's an open invitation to the Pharisees, scribes and other opponents of Jesus who were listening at the time. An invitation to become one with the heart of God. Join with him in welcoming sinners and other outsiders into the joyful party of the kingdom. Yes, this is the heart of the Father, an extravagant, relentless, unending love for the One. All three of this trilogy about the heart of God have one thing in common, an extravagant, relentless, unending love for the One. To convey the sense of loss that God experiences when someone runs from Him and refuses to identify themselves with Him. How His heart breaks when His own children who have received Him identify themselves with Him, yet remain in bondage to their selfish desires, not willing to be transformed by Him and become one with His heart not to enter into the fullness of his kingdom, not be moved with his compassion and rejoice together with him over the one who was lost and now is found. Yes, this is the heart of God, an extravagant, relentless, unending love for the one. For more information and free resources, visit our website jesuslovestheworld.info Be blessed, empowered and transformed in Jesus' name.